On today's episode of the Bolts Broadcast, a true champion can adapt to anything. Be tuned. Season 3, episode 73 of the Bolts Broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw joining you today. Chase, how are you on this lovely Sunday evening? I am doing relatively well. Uh, could be better, could be worse, but at the end of the day, I'd have to put myself above 50%, so that's good. How are you? Uh, that is great, Chase. I'm glad you're above 50%. Yeah, I'm doing my best. Would prefer like a 9,900. 9,900? Uh, yeah, 9,900 out of 100? That'd be, that'd be a decent day. That'd be pretty good. Uh, I'm doing okay as well. Excited for the work week. Just start. Can't wait for that. Who the hell says that? I don't know. It's a Monday show. So I hope anyone who's waking up with us, we appreciate you listening and hope that your week is just as fantastic as you. And hey, I am sure that Tampa is going to have one hell of a week as well, uh, because right now backs are against the wall and this is where true champions show themselves. They have the resiliency. They can adapt to anything. Uh, The start of the show, we had the quote, a true champion can adapt to anything. That's Floyd Mayweather right there. Ah, Floyd Money. It's one of nowhere. Yeah, one of the best boxers of all time. Uh, I don't know. I was just looking for quotes that you know we can talk about resiliency and everything because that's what Tampa needs here this upcoming week. It's not been a great series so far. Uh, game two, you have said to me loud, clear, and easily that this was by far the worst game the Tampa Bay Lightning have ever played. Yeah, it it was so bad. It, it it was it was it was so painful to watch. It was um trying trying to think here. I I think the number the number was fifteen last night. Yeah, it, it was like the least amount of shots since twenty seventeen, like in in a finals game when the Penguins only got fifteen shots in that, but the Penguins scored five goals in that game. Tampa, mm. Tampa didn't score any. Right. So that, that that's tough. And defense is really optional. It, like Vassy wasn't getting much help, and eventually, once he let up too many goals, you just kind of you know. They just keep on coming, and that's kind of what we saw. Yeah, but hey, backs are against the wall, down 2 nothing. Tell me when the last time you heard that was. Oh, yeah, just last round, down 2 nothing, coming back to Amelie. Uh, we were able to rack off four in a row against the Rangers. Can we do the same against Colorado? We'll have to wait and see, but we're going to go over the first two games, talk about what Tampa can fix going forward to try to improve their chances to take this series. And then after the commercial break, going to be talking about some news around the league, including talking about a different league, that being the CHL, as their Memorial Cup is set. So we're going to be talking about that. A lot of good stuff on this show, but let's start with the bad, the ugly, the disgraceful, all of it. Let's start with game one. This one, not as bad as game two, but didn't go how we expected. Goes to overtime, the avalanche. And Andre Barakovsky able to seal the deal. Yeah, and it's something that we've seen three times so far in this playoffs. Game one doesn't really go our way; kind of come out flat. And really, that's what that game one effort was—just a flat effort. Um, you know, they, they ended up f- fighting back a, a little bit in the kind of second half, the game second period, and, and into third they, they were playing a little bit better. But it was just—it it wasn't the greatest effort, but it also wasn't the worst effort. It would have been nice to come out with a win. Um, you know, especially in the manner that 
that goal that goal was scored. It just just it, you can kind of tell from the jump that Col- that Colorado was was going to end up winning this one in overtime because they were kind of all over them. Ends up being just just a perfect opportunity for Andre Burkowski gets the second goal of the playoffs in that game. Um, it, you know what 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 are you what are you going to do? It, just, it is what it is. A new one's going to be an easy series, and it's something we've already seen in, in the past with Tampa in these game ones. So. You know, it's not ideal being down one game, but as you're going into game two, you're, you're you know you're feeling okay because at least they put in a better effort. You know, they they came back from a, a kind of poor start in my opinion in the first period and played a little bit better, but not completely there. And you know what their ceiling is based on what we've, see, we've seen so far in these playoffs. So you were feeling good, at least I was going into game two, and then it happened. Yeah, a couple of things that I want to point out that again I will point out in game two that I think is going to be something we want to keep an eye on going into these next couple of games. Outshot by fifteen. Power play was 0 for 3, the penalty kill 2 for 3. So let's move on to game 2 now. This was a miserable game, 7 nothing for the Avs. Uh, I'll just bring up those stats again real quick before you say your piece, Chase. Uh, again, outshot by 14, power play yet again 0 for 3, and the penalty kill only 2 for 4. So right now our penalty kill 4 for 7 in this series, our power play 0 for 6. When we can't click on special teams, it's never going to click. So it's been bad. That's something they need to improve on. Yeah, absolutely. It just, it, it was ugly from the get-go. You could kind of tell that, you know, Colorado scored pretty early on in the game within the first three minutes. And then from there, um, Josh Manson, when he got his goal, I kind of felt like, oh, shit, this, this is a problem because that's a goal that, that Vasilevsky shouldn't let in. It was just mm-hmm. a wrist shot from a defenseman skating into the blue line, a guy who's not a scorer by any means. And gets a little piece of his blocker, drops the net. That's when I knew this this could be interesting. Sure enough, um, another five goals happen throughout the course of the game. Valerie Nashushkin gets two. Mikhail McCarr gets two back-to-back in the third period there. Darren Helm is a superstar out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, everything that could have kind of went wrong for Tampa in this game did. Uh, goals that Bassey shouldn't have let in were let in. Um, couldn't really get the pucks on net. When they did, they couldn't really challenge Kemper at all, and really everybody in Colorado was going where nobody on Tampa was. It, yeah. it just, top to bottom, really no positives to take out of this game. You have to just forget that it happened, try to move on to game three. It's a tough one to move on from, but if you're a championship team, it's the type of game you got to move on from. Yeah, and at this point, they've really proven why they're 14-2 and two currently in this year's playoffs. They've just looked so fast, so aggressive, even against a Tampa team that is so incredibly skilled. They're just outpacing us at this point. And I think that it's difficult to play to their game. And I know that Tampa wants to slow it down a little bit and have their big playmakers like Kucherov and Stamkos be able to find a seam and get something done. But when you're versing a team that's so sporadic and going, you know, balls to the wall they're they look like they're jacked up on a dan campbell coffee like you can't you have to adapt yeah and so that's something i'm looking forward to seeing how tampa does that in game three um i mentioned the special teams that's got to be an improvement i'm not worried about vasilevsky at this point i think coming home he'll be just fine i think that's actually something that i might look to um Spark the room a little bit, kind of. You can tell me you can you can disagree with me if you want, but it feels to me like 
Tampa was a little shocked, a little stunned by the speed and pace that Colorado played with. So they wanted to kind of back up Vasilevsky a little bit more, and they kind of put themselves in a foothold when it comes to their actual offense. And I'm I'm not worried about Colorado's goaltending. No. So I feel like if you just maybe play a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more offensively inclined, and just rely on, hey, you've got the best goal in the world, then maybe you can make some more things happen. Yeah, you know, Hopefully they still have to play like structurally defensively because there there were just too many turnovers, too many lazy plays that, that led to scoring opportunities and goals. Um, you know, like Andre Plot making defensive zone turnovers. You don't you don't he doesn't do that shit. He doesn't right. ever do that. And like that that stuff's got to get cleaned up. But you do have to kind of adjust how you're attacking offensively. You've got to find a way to get to the net more. Find a way to put more pucks on net. You can't always look for the pass. Sometimes you just got to shoot shoot the puck. You're not gonna win many hot games getting 16 shots on net. They they got to try to crack thirty every, really every game going forward at this point, and it's it's not something that Tampa does super often. They, they, as I talked about before, it's a, you know a super efficient shooting team more often than not. But we we got to find a way to just pepper Kemper because yeah. like he's a fine goalie, but he's really nothing more than a fine goalie. If if Colorado had a Vasilevsky or a Shesterkin or hell even just like a, like a you know Hellebuck or a Gibson who even had a down year, um, they'd be undefeated in the playoffs right now. Like legitimately, because like Camper and Francus are you know they're fine, yeah. But like they're they're not studs by any means. So you got to find a way to crack the goalie and generate some momentum from there. If you get two home wins, um, that that'll be absolutely huge. It, it'll completely change the series and make it very winnable at that point. But if you drop even one at home, we're in trouble. Yeah, you talked about got to find opportunities to put the puck on net. We only have thirty nine shots through two games. Yeah, it's not great. Colorado had thirty eight in the very first game. Yep. So uh, there's got to be a big change. And look, we got one of the best coaches in the league, if not the very best coach. There's a reason we've gone back to back. This is where we see John Cooper come in, play around with some things, and really adapt to this Colorado team because this is by far the biggest test we have ever had over these past three seasons. Oh, it's 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 not even close. I mean, especially when you're comparing the teams to play the finals between Dallas and Montreal, two, two teams that yeah. it, it wasn't any issue and it should have been any issue. And really going through prior to this, I mean, the, the best opponent that we faced was Toronto in this playoffs. Mm-hmm. And it won the distance. It was a close series. And now we're seeing, you know, at the end of the day, probably the best team in the NHL, maybe not the most complete in my opinion. I, I still think that is Tampa, but, it's they you know they finish first in the league in points, and they have so many superstars that they can kind of rely on their goaltending being so par. And they're I mean they're really showing that that they earned those points in the regular season that they deserve. You know only having two losses so far in the playoffs they they've really just proven that they're one hell of a team and it's gonna take something huge to to try to beat them. Yep. So we're looking forward to that on Monday night. We have game three. This is this this is gonna be the game that will tell us the series. Yeah. Either either it'll be over before it even started or we'll see some bounce back from Tampa and we'll get a real series here. I don't think there's um, knock on wood. I don't know if people heard that. I, I don't think there's like a possibility or at least I don't see it happening where if Tampa takes game three that they'd go back to Colorado down 3-1. I feel like if Tampa takes game three, they likely take game four as well, and we go to a 
best of three, similarly to how we did against New York. So you truly hope so. That's what I'm hoping for. I can tell you that. Yeah, and and if we win Game Three, um, Kadri he, he's traveling with the the Avalanche down to Tampa. Um, Burakovsky's likely to meet the team down there. He just stayed back actually for evaluation. So if Tampa wins Game Three, I bet you both those guys find a way to play Game Four and. Make it a much you know harder game where you yeah. don't have to give the Logan O'Connors and Nick Aubrey Kubels more ice time. So if we do win Game Three, Game Four is not going to be an easy win, but it's definitely attainable. It's very attainable to just to win four straight here. It's 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 if there's another team to do it in the league other than Colorado, it's Tampa. Yeah. So the series is far from over, but it's also starting off pretty tough. It's one I'm looking forward to. It's going to be very suspenseful down the next couple of games, but I'm excited for it as of now. Really hoping not to be heartbroken by the end of it. Me too. That's going to do it for the first half of the show. We're going to go to a quick commercial break on the other side, talking about some news around the league, including the CHL Memorial Cup stage being set. We'll be right back. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win, and get $100 in free bets, no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. Any sports betting needs you have, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, hey, maybe put a little bit of money on that Tampa-Colorado game. What do you think? Yeah, why not? I mean, uh, can't put money on the on the NBA championship anymore because no. my Celtics lost. But uh, hey, I'm still I'm still a Celtic fan. I'm not a I'm not a Golden State fan like you. I'm a Golden State yeah, fan because you're a bandwagon. <laughs> I am just not a basketball fan. That's I'll, yeah, yeah. You know the the Pistons. I, I can support them, but really, like at the end of the day, I like in, I like individual players in the sport. Like someone like like I saw my brother yesterday. Like Luka Doncic is, is the type of player. Um, him and I was hoping Zion was going to be that kind of guy too. Where yeah, they made me would make me want to watch basketball. But Zion's kind of flopped. But at least Luka's elite. That, that's really all I would want to watch basketball for is young guys who are just dominating so early and doing things a little differently. Snore picking Luka. Join the rest of any dude. I, not I, I liked Luca when he was still over in Eastern Europe. When when I first heard about him as a prospect, I, I looked him up because uh, I always loved guys from like uh, kind of obscure countries coming over to play in North American sports. And I was like, dude, this guy could could be exciting to watch in the NBA. I was all about my boy DeAndre Ayton. Still like DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. You, you know, it's and it, it's it's the same thing. Like um, with with with, with the the Wagner brothers, you know, um. The, the, the Germans, you yeah. gotta, gotta love Germans for any sport too. So, and any you know, any any foreign player, especially in like sports like basketball and stuff, I'm gonna be heavily 
supporting basketball, football because they're they're not as common. You know, like in hockey, yeah, especially football. Yeah, about more it's Boringer. Yeah, what could have been the legend? What could have been? <laughs> All right, well, let's talk now about Gary Bettman in the NHL. They uh, have some decisions to be made with Joel Quenbel. Yeah, so as of right now, the way it stands, um, they are uh, undecided if they're going to reinstate him or not. Um, in case you don't remember, he was suspended because of all the allegations um, for his part in what was going on in Chicago. Um, you know, from what it sounds like, it sounds like he knew a lot of information and didn't pass on the information as he should have. So he's very reasonably suspended. Um, will they make a decision um, and probably let him coach back in the league at some point? I'm going to assume they will. It just, it just feels like it's going to happen eventually. Um, but I still think it's going to be a little while. Uh, I think this just gives us an out from, you know, just seeing the same old coaches over and over again. I hope so. Cause like I, you know, all these, all the allegations aside that that's enough of reason to keep them out. Yeah. Um, but all, all all that aside, I, I am tired of, of you know like John Torella is yep, his thirtieth NHL team now at this mm-hmm. point. Like, I I I need I want to see some new faces. Is Dubinsky still with the Columbus franchise? Playing? Well, like, I don't I don't know I don't know what he's doing. I, I think I, it was Brandon Dubinsky on Twitter. Um, he said like good luck to all my friends over in Philly or whatever when that came out. Yeah, and then Cam Atkinson in all caps or whatever, was like, let's fucking go. And it's like... I, I think he's exaggerating I think a so, little, too. A little bit. Yeah, I feel um, like maybe that's not... But Cam Atkinson had some of his best years under John Tortorella. I don't know if you saw on Spitting Chicklets Instagram, um, there was comments about the Torch Me head coach, and um, Zach Wierenski goes, let's go, great hire. And then um, Cam Atkinson just comments, mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah, so absolutely hilarious stuff. And it's great because John Torrella probably has no idea how to use like Twitter or anything like that. So he just doesn't even know any of this is going on. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. Uh that's uh I mean we talked a little bit about it in the last episode, how we're not really sure how that's gonna work out. But Yeah, I'm not feeling overly optimistic on it. Especially because you mentioned was it you who mentioned it? Or or maybe it was M Bon Hockey I saw on TikTok that said, look, the Flyers just put up one of the worst seasons they've had in a long, long time. You're gonna bring in an old coach that is going to just demand winning, put up 70 points a season until he's fired, and you're going to miss out on guys like Mishkov and Bedard. Yeah, I didn't – I'm not the one that said that, but it's a fair point. So. Definitely a fair point. There we go. All right, let's not talk about the Memorial Cup. Uh, stage is set. We've got our final four teams. Go ahead, Chase. Yeah, I. this is – one second, a sniffle. Oh, oh sniffle. Uh, yeah. We don't. We don't have. I don't have a mute button in front of me. Like like oh. we're like we're calling. Sorry, do it now. They probably still heard it yeah. through my mic. Maybe maybe, maybe not. Maybe, know. but but anyway, um, we we do have the stage set begins um as of the you're listening today um it begins on Monday June twentieth. We are going to see a game per day um at least through the round robin and then um Asia might be a game per day just in general or no they 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 give a uh, day off um between like the 27th and 29th for the final but it's a, it's round robin play so four total teams you you play every team at least once from there top team goes all automatically to the final second team to the semifinal third and fourth team play in the quarter and it goes from there so we see four you know four teams represented from three leagues um every year there's a host city if you don't know about the Memorial Cup this year the St. John Sea Dogs happen to be the host team um, they play out of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, so the Quebec League gets two teams this year. Every other league gets one. 
So from the Quebec League, they also get the Shawinigan Cataracts from the OHL, the Hamilton Bulldogs, and from the WHL, the Edmonton Oil Kings. And in my opinion, I got to say the Oil Kings are the odds-on favorite in this. Uh, they have Sebastian Cosa, who's the best goalie in the CHL. They have a young, star-studded team full of legitimate prospects, you know, like Dylan Gunther, Luke Prokop. It, it's a very talented team. Um, I, I, see, I have a hard time seeing them not go 3-0 in group play, and then all they got to do is win the championship at that point. Um, but nonetheless, it's going to be exciting. It'll be on TSN in Canada. I'm hoping it's going to be on NHL Network here in America. I would assume that it will. It usually is, but I don't know exactly for sure. Um, we got one prospect playing in, in this uh, for the St. John Sea Dogs. We do have Cameron McDonald. He was a fifth-round pick in 2021. Fine prospect. Probably not somebody that's going to get signed at the end of the day unless we see a big jump from him this season. Um, you know, He's only, only scored 37 points this year, or 34 points, excuse me, through 67 games. So, if you know, if, if you're someone who's neutral on these teams and you want a rooting interest, you can say St. John's because we got the Tampa Bay prospect on there. Um, me, I've got ties with the OHL, so I, I am rooting for the Hamilton Bulldogs. I, I would like to see you know, a, a, a fellow OHL team win, that, that would be great. But it should be a pretty good tournament nonetheless. Um, definitely the team you're going to want to watch, if you're only going to watch one or two games, you're, you're going to want to tune in for the Edmonton Oil Kings. They're going to be the most fun team to watch for sure. Uh, I looked up the St. John Sea Dogs record because, you know, with host teams, maybe they're not the best team. Sea uh, Dogs actually performed pretty well this year. 47-17-1 in the regular season. Yeah, that's, so, that's not bad. Um, I was I, a little bit worried that maybe the host team just... They they yeah. they are sometimes. Um, I, I, who was I think it was I think it was Cam Loops when um when like Nolan Foot was still playing playing there. Um, Adam Foot was the coach, his his dad of course, mm-hmm. and things were going terrible, and they ended up firing Adam Foot because oh. they were like one of the worst teams in the league. But they ended up um getting postponed because of COVID, so they didn't have to worry about trying to host and be a shitty team. Okay, so they, I think they're rounding back there eventually. But anyway, um, oh an- another another one that I, I kind of remember so. That shit that had to be 2016, 2017. Jeez, um, you're old. Yeah, I know. But uh, before Mikhail Sergachev became a Tampa Bay Lightning, um, he was with the Montreal Canadiens, you know, ninth overall pick. After um, his season in the OHL, he was playing with the Winter Spitfires. They got swept in the first round. And Montreal was in playoffs. And at that point, once you're out, you can call up those players to be with your um, team at that point. It's if they're signed, Sergachev was signed with Montreal. So once you're eliminated from playoffs, you can be called up. But Windsor was hosting the Memorial Cup that year, so mm. they got they they got like swept in the first round. So he did just sit there and wait till the Memorial Cup. But it worked out because they ended up winning. Oh, okay. No business winning that. Mm. But yeah, so that, that that's a fun Memorial Cup. But you know, it's it's a weird tournament, but it's a very cool tournament that every major junior player wants to play in. You know, most Canadian kids want to play in this growing up. It, it's a it's just a, it's a really cool tournament to watch. I, I like the style of it um, and the host city, you know, it, it adds like a, a unique aspect to it too. So definitely tune in. If, if you guys have an opportunity, um, it should be some pretty good stuff. Uh, by the way, what a steal that Sir Gotchup trade was. Yeah. Like you, you mentioned it, how he was with Montreal. I decided to um, look up the, the, the old tra- trade. Again. Yeah. And the hockey writers actually posted something only four days ago Oh, about revisiting the trade. And um, if I can read very quickly, I mean, it, it just, it just means that, you know, Tampa won the trade easily. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they, they, they very well did. I mean, sure. I, I'm a, I was a big John, the drew fan coming out of junior, but uh, let's, let's compare how these grades turned out so far. Yeah. I, we were not very happy when Jonathan drew was dropping. What did he drop to four? He went three, three. Yeah. Hmm. Um, 
So, oh no, Seth Jones dropped a four. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, so Seth yeah. Jones ended up being ranked number one in Central Scouting that year, and yeah. then Colorado said like months before the draft, we're taking Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, which is fair. And then I don't remember who the hell went number Barkov. two. Barkov. Oh yeah, yeah, Alexander Barkov, who I liked, but didn't realize he was going to be as good as he was. So I was more of a favor in favor of Jonathan Durango number two. Yeah, it, I think it was a bit of a shock that Barkov went too. Yeah, worked out quite well. Yeah, not, not going to so. lie. Um, that, that, you know, it, we got, we got circuit tough out of this, so it's great. But if, I mean, if we had bark off on this team too, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that'd be so fun mm-hmm. for sure. All right. Well, that's going to do it. We're going to move to hockey name of the day. Now, a nice shorter little show, get you guys ready for the game three Monday night. But on hockey name of the day today, we've got Ryan booty. It's, it's now it's, it's booty. Come it's on. Ryan Butty. You know, it's booty. It's Ryan Butty. So Ryan Butty is a 23 year old Swiss forward. Playing in the Swiss Division One League, if I'm not mistaken, that's the third level pro league in Switzerland for HC. Uh, you know, forgive me here because this is French. They they do speak some French in Switzerland. Have some French. I'm teams. not going to forgive you. So HC Valley Dijoux. Yes, Valley um, Dijoux. Yeah, maybe I don't know, but five points in 13 games regular season. They played in re- uh, relegation round this year. I don't know if they got relegated or not, but for him, seven points for six games in that relegation round. So based on his performance, I'd assume that they won and they get to stay. And that, you know, third level pro league. If not, they get to move down to the division two week and it is what it is. But yeah, um, our boy Ryan, I, I don't think you're going to have to worry about him being on the international stage or anything like that because he's barely producing at, you know, lower level Swiss, Swiss leagues. How many people you think say his name wrong, whether it be booty or buddy? Oh, I'm sure. Know. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it happens quite a few. I just call him buddy. I, I just call him Ryan. I mean, you can do that. Oh, I will. All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. Chase, hit him with an outro. All right, as always, we'd like to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us on Patreon, that'd be great. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at Bulls Broadcast. No, you're not pressing that yet. It's at, no, bad mic. That's at Bulls Broadcast. So you can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, go follow WNP on Twitter, WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. Make sure you go to HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can find all the podcasts network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. We're listening. Rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. I'd really appreciate it. Whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when we sign up with DraftKings. There you go. Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time.